everyone, and welcome back to Death Holler. This is part two of the Child's Play episode. We're covering part two and three. I am your host, Reverend Dr. Death. Joining me as always is La Urena. This time we're covering Child's Play 2 from 1990. Tagline, sorry, Jack, Chucky's back. I like it. <laughs> I like that one a lot, actually. Uh, and the cover, it fits with the cover, too, if you've ever seen the poster, because it's Chucky and he's cutting the head off of a Jack in the Box. Yeah, that's my, that's my favorite poster. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a really good one. It really is. Uh, directed by John Laffia, uh, written by Don Mancini, again, like I said. I, I, I appreciate the fact that they kept the same person. Uh, if Wes Craven had done all of the, I mean, if he would have been willing to, because uh, he didn't really feel like it needed any more than one movie, but if he'd done all of the Nightmare on Elm Streets, I feel like we would have got a better series out of that, too. Yeah. But, you know. Um, Music by Graham Ravel. Uh, budget is thirteen million. It made thirty five point eight. So not bad, especially for a sequel. Bad. Yeah, usually the sequels uh, kind of take a pretty significant drop. Although they still do well, they still they usually are a significant drop. So yeah, they're they're usually. I mean, unless they're Scream, they usually uh, you know take a pretty big yeah. drop in the second film. Uh, principal players, we've got Alex Vincent back playing Andy Barclay or Final Boy. Uh, Brad Dorff playing Chucky again, uh, Possessed Doll Slasher. Uh, Christine Elise is playing Kyle in this, which is Andy's foster sibling. Uh, she was in ER. Uh, Beverly Hills 90210. Uh, Baywatch, uh, I didn't put that on there, but that comes into the trivia a little bit. Uh, and, of course, she came back for Cult of Chucky because Don Mancini loves, you know, bringing the, oh, the, yeah. the previous uh, cast back. And she's still, and she's involved in the Chucky TV series as well. When you get a job with Don Mancini, you have a job for life. Uh, if you do a good job. I don't. I think he likes to let some of them slide to the side, but if he really likes working with yep. you, then you're coming back. Uh, Don Pugsley plays the good guy technician at the beginning of the film that uh, is working on Chucky and brings him back and then gets killed for his nah. uh, good deeds. Yes, good guy um, deed. <clears throat> Good guy, deed. Uh, he was in The Rocketeer, The Good German, uh, Near Dark, and The Revenant. Uh, the Rocketeer uh, is a very underrated film. Which How's one? The Rocketeer. the Rocketeer. Near Dark's also a very underrated film. I actually think that's a very good. Uh, it even has a better. If you're in romantic vampire movies, it's oh, not God. like full romance. No, I'm, I'm. It's not. It's got a romance to it, but like there's enough, like you know death blood and gore to make it like a really good film from back in the day like, yeah i mean it's good it's a horror western uh it's got some western vibes to it okay um uh bill paxton plays an amazing character in that movie like he he he, he takes like a psycho uh psycho uh billy character as it were yeah. and like makes him into uh you know like you you add that to a vampire who's immune to to basically anything but sunlight. And I mean, you, you got a pretty scary character on your hand. Bill Paxton's got some baby fat in that movie. In the face. <laughs> is, is, that, is that working for you? Is that, no. how, is that doing something for you? No, not at all. I'm talking <laughs> about just in the face. He's got he's got a baby fat face. Like, it doesn't look like him at first. I'm like, oh, he's just younger. He's just got, I don't know, a chubby little face. Uh, Lance Henriksen's really good in that movie too, but I digress. We'll get to that when we get to Vampire Season because we are going to cover that movie. It's it's worth it. Well, um, alrighty. Uh, Greg German plays Matson, the uh, corporate sleazeball uh, who runs the good guy or 
Play Incorporated, I believe is what it's called. I've got it in the, the synopsis, but uh, he's the guy that runs the company and just says, uh, you know, Andy's a piece of shit. Don't believe him, you know, <laughs> or no, I, no, actually, I'm sorry. That's in part three. Matson is the underling to that guy. The one that is that takes Chucky and then like is, is going to go home with him yeah. or like, you know, and then, cause they say, get him out of there because he's killed some people already to kind of cover things up. That's who Greg Matz or Matson's did they? Okay. Is. Wait, I mean, cause I know he said, get him out, but did they think that he had actually killed the people? It was hinted that they thought that, that he didn't necessarily kill him, but that something about the whole thing killed the person. Oh. So whenever it got out to the news yes. that, you know, that same doll killed people, then it would just add to the whole thing that Andy had said. Okay, I have some questions that I might need your answers to because maybe you have answers, maybe you don't. But, okay, yes, because I know that they're trying to cover up. I know news had gotten out that there were some murders going on and the kid was blaming the doll. Yeah, the kid's put away in a mental institution, whatever. Well, the mom is, is yeah. And that's the thing is, like, what happened? Did the police officer, what happened to Officer Sarandon? Like, (laughs) that's the part that don't make any sense to me. The only thing I can think of in my head, Canon, is that they, uh, you know, how politics go when it comes to police. They probably started, like, the the doll company probably came to the police, started paying enough people in the right spots. Okay. And they came down on him and said, you either shut up or you're getting buried, you know, like, so. not in the sense they were going to kill him, but, like, he was going to be, you know, like one of those cops that they put, you know, put on sidewalk duty or whatever for the rest of his life. Yeah. And he, prob- and he probably had to shut up, which, if that's the case, then it makes you feel really shitty about him as a as a hero character. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, he, he basically let the, you know, the corporate, you know, bureaucrats, like, silence him, you know. Yeah. I that's one thing that I wish, and it's probably Chris Sarandon just not agreeing to come back. Yeah. I wish Don, I wish Don Mancini would bring Chris Sarandon back into the series. Yeah. At this point, and that would kind of wrap. Maybe he could even address why he didn't speak out whenever he did about you know everything that happened. Yeah. And maybe they put him away. I don't know. But anyways, okay, there's that. Yeah, I understand that they're trying to cover up completely, and then of course these two workers die, which. They're rebuilding the doll. Why? I, I I know it's for the movie purposes, but damn. The reason I think they were rebuilding the doll is to, uh, it, it's one of those things just like you could see Disney doing where they're so full of themselves that they, uh, they think that they're going to, it's like, there's nothing wrong with this doll. We're going to prove it to you. We're going to rebuild the damn thing. Some of their kids going to get it. It's going to be fine. We're going to kind of like, um, what is that? The, the Amityville horror, like, you know, yeah. they talk about how the Lutz, whenever they left, after they left, the, the family that experienced everything there or not, depending upon how you believe things, um, <clears throat> nobody else has ever experienced anything in that house since then. So I think this, yeah. this company thought if they handed this rebuilt doll off to somebody else and then, you know, had video evidence that it didn't do anything to anybody else, then that would further discredit Andy, and then therefore they would get back in the good graces of everybody. Why not just grab another doll, reprogram it to be like, hi, I'm Chucky, want to play? And uh, Just because they want it to be that specific doll oh that God. even if, you know, they, they say there was a malfunction in that doll or something, then they could say, no, I mean, it's clearly, look, I mean, it's not doing anything. You okay, know? enough. With, I'm it's, done with my questions. <laughs> 
I, I'm just, I mean, that's, I mean, it's not addressed, but that's yeah. where, I've always thought that that's kind of where they came from in their mind, that they were so full of themselves that yeah. they literally thought that if we proved to everybody, then, you know, we're, we're clear, you know, we don't have to worry about anything. At that yeah, point. it makes sense for sure. So, <clears throat> Uh, Greg German was in Allie McBeal, uh, through the entire run of it, I believe, uh, clear and present danger, the Sandlot two, which I didn't even realize was a movie, but I guess it's one of those, you know, ones that came out on, you know, video like years after the original did, uh, and done tons of other TV, including the go- the ghost whispers, uh, which, you know, contains our favorite, you know, final girl that we've, we've come across Jennifer Love, huge stick. I wouldn't say favorite um, final girl but definitely that was that was, that was sarcastic <laughs> i would say more uh, more buoyant you know final uh, girl yeah she's uh she's a little bit easier on the eyes than some of the other ones i guess yeah but. although nev campbell back in the day wasn't too bad either so wild things anybody yeah you know what i'm talking about <laughs> shut up uh, Beth Grant plays Miss Kettlewell, the unbelieving teacher. What a fucking bitch. Oh, every, yeah. Every she time deserves. This woman's in a, every time this woman's in a movie, she plays a fucking bitch, I feel like. Because yeah. if you've seen her in Donnie Darko, like, the she is one of those uh, super religious type characters in that movie, and you just can't stand her from the get-go. Like, I mean, she's she t- treats the main character, Donnie, like, just awful throughout most of that film. Yeah. Um, and then she's all about Patrick Swayze, which on the one hand, it's like, yeah, it's Patrick Swayze, so you can understand. But on the other, it turns out at the end of the film that he was a pedophile. So then you're like, mm, you backed the wrong horse on that, Miss <laughs> Kettlewell. Just saying. Um, so she was in Speed, Little Miss Sunshine, No Country for Old Men. Uh, Donnie Darko, as I said, Willie's Wonderland. Uh, I think she plays the... Uh, Maybe the town, the female town sheriff. She's either the town sheriff or she's the lady working at the bar. But either way, she's complicit in trying to kill Nick Cage. Oh, okay. And we we ain't about that shit around here. No. Nick Cage, he he is a he's a legend. He is a, he's a national treasure. But I'm shut up. Um, <laughs> and she was in a movie called Grave Intentions. Um, Garrett Graham plays Phil Simpson, the well-meaning grouch, uh, uh, foster parent. I put well-meaning because I feel at times he was actually trying to help Andy, but he's such a dick that it, no, it, it not, nothing that guy was going to do was going to work. He kind of is, but he was also a little bit of a voice of reason because his very well good-intentioned wife is like, we're going to save this poor kid. And he's like, yeah, he's probably fucking fucked up in the head. And the dad was not wrong. And he also, to his credit, I mean, I'll give him this. He looked at her and he said, and he was legitimately asking her, it's like, are we able to take care of this child? Which is a good question that all foster parents should always ask. Because, I mean, you don't want to be in a situation where, you know, you the kid has, like, trauma that you can't deal with and you just fuck it up even worse. Exactly, exactly. So... I mean, there are some good points to feel like he's not entirely just a, you know, like the, he's not like the doctor in the first movie. Like there are some good sides to him, you know? Yeah. Um, he was in Phantom of the Paradise, uh, Chopping Mall, Terror Vision, uh, My Girl 2, uh, not the bees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was no bees in that film. Sorry. Well, what is that? What is that? What is it? Oh, no, not the bees. Not the bees. I do believe, though, in My Girl 2, don't they reference Macaulay Culkin's death from the first movie? So it, it's kind of appropriate. Yeah. I, I think so. 
Uh, and then tons of TV, including Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which was an interesting show back in the day, but like just died. Like nobody knows about it now. Um, Jenny uh, a Gutter uh, plays uh, Joanne Simpson, who is the the caring of the two foster parents. Like, I mean, she very much wants to help these kids and you got to give her credit for that if nothing else yeah she's like she she's definitely like oh look at this fucking poor puppy on the street we're gonna raise it and make it right you know yeah this broken child whose mother's in the insane asylum this kid who thought that his doll was killing people we're gonna turn it around for this little boy we're gonna we're gonna make his life better no you don't you just don't sorry um she was in a movie walkabout logan's run uh the avengers uh, not the new one. I believe this is like an older film called The Avengers. Uh, An American Werewolf in London. She plays the hot nurse in that movie, Ooh. and she is smoking in that movie. Like, I mean, she she's pr- she's pretty good, pretty nice, um, real nice, Bur- real nice. Uh, Burke and Hare from 2010, and uh, The Dark Tower from 1987, which by all accounts is one of those shitty vinegar syndrome movies that. Again, they put way too much emphasis into the packaging, and the movie itself is piece of shit. Oh but God. you know that's that's how it goes. Um, uh, one thing I'm going to say for her, I think this is in the trivia. She was really pissed off by the way that they ended her character in the movie, and I got to give her credit for this. She dies off screen, and I feel like that's the character deserved better than that. She really did. Like, I mean, if they're going to show Chucky killing her while she's like crying over her dead husband, um, at least show it to give her at least, cause I don't feel as a, as like a member of the audience that I got like an, a resolution from her. Like yeah. the, she, it's just, you see her and then she's just been strangled to death with like her own, like sewing utensils and stuff. And that's it. So, I mean, you know, kind of a, a bad way to take her out in the film since she's such a pivotal character. Yeah. But anyways, um, Chucky don't give a fuck though. Chucky don't well, give don't. a fucky. He doesn't, but uh, that uh, John Lafia should have gave a shit because I mean it, it, it's kind of it's kind of a poor uh, way to do a character. Yeah, uh, that in a movie because uh, he got he gave more effort to Miss Kettlewell in the movie, and she I mean she's in it for like what ten minutes at yeah. most. Um, Grace Zabriskie. Well, that's because uh, we wanted to see her die. Well, that's true. I mean, we really wanted to see that yeah. bitch go. And I don't think she got uh, killed the way she should have gotten killed. <laughs> you don't think getting, like, repeatedly hit. I think there's some uh, karmic resolution to the fact that as one of those type of teachers, she got beat to death with, her like, a, uh, like, a yardstick. Like, that is, that's like the, you know, the whole thing they say about Catholic nuns and how they just, like, beat on these yeah. poor kids. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that was a deserving death of her. Like she got, she got the the punishment. She dished out all to all the kids. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. Uh, you just wanted to see her tortured for a little bit before Probably, she died. Probably, yeah. Uh, Grace Sabrisky plays uh, Grace Poole, the social worker. Uh, she was in Armageddon, Wild Wild at Heart, uh, Inland Empire, The Grudge, The Quarry, video game, Gone in sixty seconds, Twin Peaks, Damn. Twin Peaks. Fire Walk With Me, and Fried Green Tomatoes. I love Fried Green Tomatoes. That's a good movie. That is a good movie. And it's actually, I feel like that's a little bit of human horror to a certain extent, even though they don't play it up that way. I mean, when you get right down to what happens in that movie. Yeah. But regardless. 
but yeah, great film. I love it. Um, and then Vince uh, Melichi plays the factory technician at the end who, um, uh, he, he needs a new set of glasses after what happens to him. Just saying, like, uh, you know, he, he's not seeing too well. Oh, but my God. Synopsis. Trying to cover up the bad PR after the incident with Andy Barclay and his mother, the Play Pals Corporation has decided to reassemble the Chucky doll to reassure its stockholders that nothing is wrong with the toy. However, as soon as he is completed, Chucky kills the technician who finished working on him, starting a whole new string of murders. Andy, meanwhile, is in foster care because his mother had a mental breakdown and deemed unfit to care for him. A new foster family reluctantly takes him in, hoping they can care for a mentally challenged boy and get into more trouble than they could have ever anticipated. Naughty teachers are shown a lesson. <laughs> Doubting foster parents meet their demise, and one unlucky technician has trouble seeing the danger in front of his face. Oh my God. Look out, Jack. Chucky's back. <laughs> <laughs> uh body count eight a respectable yes. eight yes good guy technician electrocuted and thrown through a window sweet love it matson suffocated with a plastic bag that was my least favorite yeah but he's like short strangler so it, it's appropriate that's true yeah uh and also he why did the guy agree i never understand this i know he was like held at gunpoint or something like that but you never let them tie your hands behind the seat because you're not getting out of that. Like, yeah. there's no way to get away from that. Oh, he thought if he was complicit, he just, you know, did what he was told. He would get out okay. The guy would run away. Um, spoiler alert, he didn't. <laughs> uh, Miss Kettlewell beaten to death with a yardstick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Phil Simpson, next broken from a fall. Joanne Simpson's throat slit off screen. Boo. Boo. Uh, Grace Poole stabbed three times in the chest. Uh, factory technician slashed with a knife and then has his eyes gouged out. <sighs> so good. So good. Uh, Chucky burned with molten plastic and then has his head blown up. Yes. Yes. I have to say, I rarely like when the slasher is getting killed. Um, not that I don't. It's usually just not the best one to me. This one was the best. This was my best kill of the movie. It really is. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's hard. To, the way that they take him out in this movie is so good. Well, like, and I, then in part three, they play it up. It's like they're replaying the whole thing again, showing him being recreated. And spoiler alert, that scream when he comes back to life in that body. Mwah. Chef's kiss. Yes. <laughs> Other taglines for this film, it's playtime again. Mm. Nope. Mm-mm. This fall, Chucky rules. Nope, not it. <laughs> that sounds like a sitcom yeah. to me or something. Chucky rules this fall on Peacock. Yeah, uh, rules in school. <laughs> in 1988, he started us with a frightening vision. Then he was destroyed and left for dead. Now, dot, dot, dot. What were they writing, a novel? Uh, what the hell? Like, I, TLDR, was, too long, didn't read. This one's the same, but at the end it says, then he was destroyed and left for dead. Now he's about to be reborn. Mm, uh, yeah. Nope. And this one, I love this one. Keep an eye out for it. <laughs> 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 uh, 
that one's so good just because of the kill that it's associated with. Well, there's multiple situations where eyes are a thing in this film, obviously right at the beginning and then, of course, at the end, so. (laughs) Quotes in this movie. Andy approaches the good guy doll who reminds him of Chucky. I hate you, Chucky, in a good guy voice. Hi, I'm... And then he pauses for a second. Tommy, and I'm your friend to the end. Howdy ho. Ha, ha, ha. I love how Brad Dorf delivers this line because me and my wife, we were watching this. We just looked at each other and we laughed because he so clearly thinks of it. It's like, what was the name of that fucking doll? Tommy. That's yeah. what it was. Oh, yeah. That's the ticket. <laughs> it's so comically done, but I love it. Uh, Chucky, surprise. Did you miss me, Andy? I'm sure you did. I told you we were going to be friends to the end, and now it's time to play. I've got a new game sport. It's called Hide the Soul, and guess what? You're it. Uh, Ade, Due, Dambala, give me the power, I beg. And then, of course, he gets you know interrupted by Kyle at that point. But yeah. there you go. Uh, Chucky, this isn't over, you little shit. I'm not going to spend the rest of my life as a plastic freak. Next time you're alone, you're mine. Oh, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> Again, out of context. Yeah. I mean, uh, Chucky approaches the teacher out of the closet with a long ruler. You've been very naughty, Miss Kettlewell. That could have been <laughs> one of those movies that Donnie G downloaded. The wrong movie. <laughs> uh, with the proper music playing in the background. Yeah. The, the, now, chicken, wow, wow. Oh, my God. I wonder if I still have that on here. Hold on. Oh, I don't. Oh, God. I don't want to play that <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, okay. Uh, Just kidding. Uh, Chuck, Chucky realizing that he's trapped as a doll forever after that successful voodoo ritual, and then he corners Andy with a knife. You little shit. You know what you've done? It's too late. I've spent too much time with this body. I'm fucking trapped in here. Uh, the policeman in the car. What the hell's that? And then Kyle looks over at Chucky. You seen those dolls that pee? This one bleeds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Chucky. How's it hanging, Phil? Uh, Chucky, I'm going to get you fuckers. Uh, Chucky, you goddamn women drivers. <gasps> I love that line. Chuckles. I mean, <clears throat> the funny thing about that is, is like, he, he says so many things that are like on PC, but it fits. It's yeah. Like, like he was, he was, I mean, he was a very on PC, uh, like, you know, serial killer when he was alive. He would say shit like that. Yeah. I mean, you know. Um, visually, I like this movie in ways better than the first one. And I'll tell you why, when they play up the childlike part of the movie uh, to go with the title of the child's play, the, the, the way that they use colors, like those basic, like, you know, primary colors, like yeah. the, the red, green, whatever, yellow, uh, uh, or, or I guess it's bl- red, blue, and yellow or whatever. Yeah. And then like all the ones around it they are so bright and so cheery to offset what's going on on screen. I love it. I love everything about it. And that scene at the end of the movie inside of the factory is one of the best scenes in all these slashers to me as a kid, because that was this, I realized when I was watching this movie that this is the, the movie that I watched more as a child than any other slasher, because that last part was one of my favorite things to watch was Chucky chasing him around that, you know, factory. Yeah. Um, I just visually, I love it. And there, and there's scenes inside the house where they get the darkness the same way. And then like the scene outside where Kyle is like, you know, uh, you know, uh, swinging back and forth and her like foot 
reveals Tommy's, you know, foot, and that's when she realizes that, you know, Chucky is not the same doll that was in the house before. Yeah. Uh, the way that they light that scene and how dark it is, there's a lot of good stuff in this movie, I think, visually. Yeah. Um, story, I like how they did the story in this. I think it makes sense. I don't like the fact that they made Chucky's mom, like, psychotic. I think that's... And then, like you said, the the fact that the cop, I mean, it kind of reduces the heroism of like Chris Sarandon from the first movie if you really think about it. Yeah. But I like how I like how they set up that Andy is like, you know, being bounced around all these foster homes because it, it's tragic, but at the same time, it's probably what would happen. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It it makes sense. Um, that's that's the story of it. Visuals, I feel like we did kind of it's about the same um the acting was not as good in this film as the previous i don't think i don't feel it, like it was it, the core people in the movie are not as good like you've got the uh the social worker is not as strong as anybody in the first movie yeah uh miss kettlewell is one of those character actors that you see in a movie she's fine for what she does yeah but it's like but it's kind of it's a little bit over the top i mean it is uh Bill, the the two foster parents are not too bad. They're they're not great, but yeah. they're not they're not terrible. They're really generically there. I would say that Andy carries the film, which is fine. Uh, he does. He, Kyle is pretty good too, though. I like yes. a lot of stuff. With uh, Kyle, her yeah, she, Andy and Kyle. I keep forgetting yeah. Kyle's a girl. I that's it's such a weird name for a girl, but yeah, it is. But it's one of those. She's one of those. Uh, I hate, I don't know how to say it, but like one of those almost punk rock like these yes. girls or something. So I oh, mean, yeah. it, it kind of fits that her name is Kyle, but uh, they do carry the movie. The, them and Chucky, obviously. Oh, well, obviously. The three, yeah. You know, but, but you're it, right. As far as the supporting actors and actresses, they're kind of, they're at best, they're average. They're not like in the first movie. Yeah. The first movie I feel like had way more stronger actors in it. Um, and it also, it seemed more of a horror film. Like, I'm not going to pretend that Chucky didn't have some good, scary parts in it, but I, I feel like it went more comedic a little too quickly in this film. It does to a certain extent, but at the same time, this is the one movie, this is, to me, My Nightmare on Street Part 3. Yeah, you know, the, definitely the not Part Warriors. 2. Yeah, it's it's this is the one that has the best mix of the horror and the comedy yeah. of all the movies because like you know that end scene where Chucky is chasing him around I mean they yeah. play that up straight horror like he I mean like he when he's trying to come at Andy up that like the uh, not really an elevator but like an escalator type situation that's like in inside the factory yeah. he's legit trying to kill Andy at that Oh yeah. Point. like he he doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Uh, um so, I mean, I, but I agree with you. It's not, the horror is not as much as it was in the first film. Yeah. As for the music, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't really notice it in this film. I did, but I'll tell you why. Because I think it's because this is my favorite of the Child's Play movies. Okay. I mean, I like it more than part one. Um, and this might be partly nostalgia, but I also like, I love that scene at the end with, in the fact. Yes. Uh, Very um, memorable. <clears throat> When you go back and you listen to this, and this might be something you might want to include later in the, uh, uh, you know, like the music to for this section or whatever, uh, go back and listen to it because it's got a nice quality. Because it's this is the only one that's got that 
like it's almost like a Jack in the Box style music. Yes. It's like it's got that little childlike, you know, uh, it's got a little bit of menace to it, but it's it's got like these little sounds that they they include that that's almost like a a carnival or something. Yeah. I, that's the best I can describe it. But I bet I mean, you that's what they're gonna play at HHN in the houses. <laughs> something like that, yeah. But I mean, it, it it stood out to me. I liked what they did with it that way. Um, anything else you want to say about the movie in general? Um, yeah, in general, I didn't I didn't dislike this movie. This movie is a good movie. Uh, I rewatched it while I was building my twelve foot skelly. Um, but it's definitely not my favorite. <clears throat> if you're talking about the series, I don't. I'd be hard pressed to say that it, it's not my favorite. Uh, yeah. It and Bride are my two that would be my picks. Uh, <laughs> they're pretty close. Yeah. Uh, I I like part one. I like part one way better as an adult than I did as a kid. Yeah. Because like, like I said, this one was the one that I watched as a child all the time because it was like it it just made more sense to me. Like the end of it, like in the factory, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And I still think that about that scene. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's a lot to appreciate about the first one. When you go back and you actually look at it from a critical view, as opposed to this one, like you said, like the, when the foster parents, they're there, it's this, it's a different type of situation inside their house. And like Andy's different because he knows more about Chucky, so he's like not. I mean, there's not as much threat there, but I, I don't know. There's I still like a lot to this movie. Yeah. So. Um, trivia. When we we'll get into that, there were many rumors about why Catherine Hicks didn't reprise her role as Karen Barkley in the sequel, with a popular, with the most popular being that she was pregnant by her husband Kevin Yeager, who operated the animatronic. Chucky doll, but the simple fact was that director John Lapia wanted to take the story in a new direction, a direction that didn't include her character aside from an unfilmed opening courtroom scene that she uh, that had her to be sent to uh, a mental institution. Uh, despite not reprising her role, she was constantly on set for the sequel to visit her husband. Aww. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> also, I don't know if I have this in here, but Ed, uh, Ed Gale was, uh, you know, who played the little Chucky, uh, little person that played Chucky in the first film, he was not asked to be in the, this movie, and he had, and it was kind of his falling out with the movies because John Lafia wanted to move all to all puppets stuff in this movie, and so he basically whenever and and Ed Gale was waiting for the phone call, and he and he he offered, he's like, I'd love to work on it, and they told him he's like, Yeah, we're going a different direction, we don't need you, so wow. it kind of soured him. It really soured him on working with it, yeah. but, you know, anymore. Um, <clears throat> and he's went back and said since then that he he wishes that that he could have worked on more films for the series, but Lafia just had a different opinion about how the movie should play out. So that's wow. what it is. Uh, the original script had an opening scene of a court hearing dealing with events of the previous film with Karen Barclay and Mike Norris defending Andy, where the remains of Chucky's burned body being stored in an evidence locker, which featured an Easter egg cameo featuring uh, Freddy's glove, wow. uh, Jason's hockey mask, etc. But it was then taken by the executives of the Playhouse Company to rebuild it. Uh, Catherine Hicks was to reprise her role uh, in the sequence, but it was cut before filming. This would have actually been the one link between the movies that would have actually gave Mike Norris like the what you would yeah, have in the movie. Yeah, exactly. 
Even if they had still put her in a mental institution as well as him, I think that it still, one, would have been a beneficial part of the movie, two, would have kept his, you know, like, yeah, he might have gotten in trouble or whatever. They would have still had him on the force, but he could, I don't know. I I, I don't At know how they would. At showed him standing up yes. for the people. Yeah. You know. Um, elements of this scene did reappear, though, in a similar courtroom scene in Curse of Chucky, and the evidence locker opening was retooled in Bride of Chucky, obviously, because okay. that's how Jennifer Tilly, you know, yeah. got Chucky in that movie. Uh, Don Mancini stated that in an earlier draft of his script, the film was set during the Christmas season. This would have explained why so many good guy dolls were in the factory during the finale. Okay. Because they were ramping up to make more for Christmas. Uh, the good guy doll Tommy is named after the original Child's Play director Tom Holland. Oh, my God. Uh, Jennifer Gutter has disavowed this film and hates it, saying that it was one of the worst filming experiences she's ever had. Uh, she was particularly disappointed when a lot of her best scenes were left on the cutting room floor, reducing Joanne to basically a minor character. I mean, she has some points. Yeah. Can't really argue with that. Uh, Lafayette decided he didn't want to use a little person role. Chucky went with nine puppeteers to get the effect shots instead. Dumb, I think. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, on the one hand, I like whenever they get away from the little person thing because it does make the, the character look more like a doll in a lot of the scenes. But at the same time, uh, they're, it gets janky looking in scenes yeah. too. So you got to remember, little... though, this is a doll that's progressing into a human. It's turning into a human. So I feel like you need that human element still. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't have hurt the movie if they'd had, and they did like they did in the first movie, and just kind of cut around it and did like little quick shots to where it didn't stand out as much. Um, Christina Elise, who played Kyle, was passed over in her first audition. Uh, she actually got the job during a callback. She was filming Baywatch at the time and had a bit more of an attitude during the audition. Uh, the way that she described it is that she uh, was like it was. She was going to have to be back on the set for Baywatch. They were kind of running her over on the second audition. Uh, and she was just like, and the way that she was acted towards them was like a little bit bratty. And uh, she thinks that's what landed her apart because Kyle is a little bit bratty. So yeah. they, the way that she kind of gave them lip, they were like, that's the way the character is. You, you're hired, you know? Like, yeah. so her being a kind of a bitch kind of worked, you know? Um, Alex Vincent and Elise told Elise that she was the nicest person he worked with on those first two films and that she was like a big sister to him, which is pretty nice. That's pretty wholesome, you know? Yeah. Uh, the movie was uh, filmed on the same lot that had the old Phantom of the Opera set, which was one of the oldest uh, film lots that Universal had. Wow. Uh, or sets. Uh, it has since burned down. Lame. But that's pretty cool that they were still filming on, like, the old Universal Monsters set for this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Death Holler Awards for the final boy, Andy Barclay. He's as good in this yeah. movie. There's no problem with his acting mm -hmm. whatsoever. He, he actually has more of the final girl trope in the sense that he takes the fight more to... Uh, I mean, he still has assistance from Kyle, but, I mean, he's still a kid, too. But, I mean, he does... He does take the fight to to Chucky. Actually, he, uh, if I remember right, like he he starts like hitting Tommy and all that, like you know before uh, before he realizes Chucky and like uh, and he actually tries to take the uh, uh, 
was a turkey carver, like the automatic yeah. tur- turkey carver. He tries to finish Chucky off at the basement before Phil comes down, so he tries to kill Chucky. Yeah. No, he, he still wants to live for sure. Uh, Chucky, uh, he's, he's, he's great Chucky. in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best kill. Um, I got to give it to the good guy's technician with his eyes gouged out. It's, you don't get that scene in any other movie, like where their eyes get replaced with doll's eyes like that. That's, that's great. Yeah. I thought it was going to happen at the beginning of the film. Uh, and it doesn't, obviously we just get the electrocution. Um, my favorite death by far is Chucky's, but if we're going to have to make it a person's death or where it's not the slasher, yeah, it's going to have to be the technician getting his eyes gouged out. We don't have to make it that because I would, I would say that Chucky death is like everybody yeah. as good. Oh, yeah. I think that's why I like that last scene in this movie so well. There's so many good parts to this last, this last third of this movie. Yeah. Uh, the whole, the whole thing where Chucky's like having Kyle drive him around. I, like, <laughs> I love every bit of that. <laughs> Uh, best scream, Miss Kettlewell, right before she uh, she gets what's coming to her. Yes. <laughs> uh, creepiest quote taken out of context. Next time you're alone, you're mine. <laughs> Your butt is mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hide the soul, oh if you know God. what I mean. Uh, best side character. I, she's technically a main character, but Kyle, I mean, I, I like her in this yeah. movie a lot. I mean... Yeah. Uh, Franklin Award goes to Phil Simpson. I mean, he was he tried, but at the same time, yeah. he's annoying as fuck. So you, you get the Franklin, and he's Award. a loser. So yeah, Franklin. <laughs> How annoying is the name? Probably it's Andy again, and nobody believes him again. Again, so, I mean, oh my god. I have to admit that he is a bit annoying as in terms of the Doom Prophet because he's got that kid whine, but it was Chucky, you know? It's like, there is there is that. he And he's got more of it in this movie. Yes. It's a, lot, it's a little worse. Um, and I and I don't like that, so that, that doesn't sit well with me. Uh, dumbest moment, again, Madison complying with Chucky to allow him to tie his hands behind oh, him. Oh, yeah. Dude, you just fucked yourself. There's no way you're going to be able to, whatever he wants to do, you're, I mean, if he wants to play hide the soul on you, I mean, yeah. you're going to get it, if you understand what I'm saying. You could have stuck his doll dick in his mouth for all we would have known and choked him with that, you know? Yeah, and I mean, it's proven in Bride of Chucky. Oh, stop it. I'm just saying. <laughs> <clears throat> on to part three. From 1991, Child's Play 3, tagline, look who's stalking. That's fucking awesome. I like that (laughs) one. Uh, Yeah, uh, especially after look who's talking, it already came out. Yeah, and I think that's I want to say that was like 1990 or something-ish or 89. Mm -hmm. Uh, Directed by Jack Bender, written by Don Mancini again, music by John uh, DeAndre and uh, Corey Lirios. Made for a budget of thirteen million, it only made twenty point five. Ooh, mm. wah 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 wah. <clears throat> Principal players: Justin Whalen is playing Andy in this one instead of Alex Vincent, okay. um, who is our final boy in this movie. Uh, he was in Serial Mom, the two thousand Dungeons and Dragons, uh, <laughs> and the house that Jack built. Okay. Uh, Brad Dorf's playing our possessed doll slasher Chucky again. Uh, Perry Reeves is playing uh, Kristen Da Silva, which is Andy's love interest. Uh, she's been in Entourage and Old School. Um, what do you think about Kristen? Um, 
she wasn't bad looking. I don't feel like, I mean, kind of, I mean, she obviously got a little bit of the, uh, a little bit more manly, a little bit more macho than, you know, a lot of women, but I mean, kind of had to be to fit into the military Academy, I guess. Yeah. Um, she wasn't bad. <laughs> I, I didn't think of her as overly macho in the film. Um, and I think the more scared she gets in the film, the more feminine she looks. That is true. She really does. Um, Jeremy Silvers plays Ronald Tyler, Chucky's uh, new target. Uh, Peter Haskell plays Mr. Sullivan, the corporate CEO and greedy bastard uh, of the Playpals Corporation. Uh, he was in. Uh, he was also in Child's Play Two in that scene where he tells yeah. Matson to get the doll out, and he's been in a ton of TV appearances. Uh, Terry Wills uh, plays gar- the garbage man, who is the conscientious uh, blue-collar worker just trying to do his job and save somebody who happens to have gotten the back of his fucking truck. But no, he gets fucking killed because of his good deed. Wow, Can't his good that. guy deed. <laughs> uh, but uh, Sister Act was another movie he was in, uh, as well as Escape from Alcatraz. <clears throat> Dakin Matthews plays Colonel Cochran. Um he was in Lincoln, True Grit, 2010 uh, remake, and tons of TV appearances. Uh, Andrew Robinson plays Sergeant Botnick, who's a little too into crew cuts. Uh, kind of creepy about him. It's like he's he likes rubbing younger people's hair, yeah. like particularly younger men. It's ugh. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek, Deep Space Nine, Dirty Harry, Cobra, tons of TV appearances, and... He played the main pro, uh, antagonist, except for uh, old Pinhead in the Hellraiser movie from wow. 1987. I think he played uh, the Uncle Frank character in that movie, and he is sadistic and gross in that movie because most of the movie, he has no skin, and he's all muscle and blood. Yeah. Uh, Travis Fine plays Cadet Lieutenant Colonel Brett Shelton, uh, who's just a all-out prick. I mean, that's all you can say about this son of a bitch. Uh, he was in Tomcats and Girl Interrupted. Uh, Dean Jacobson plays Cadet Harold Whitehurst, uh, who is actually Andy's uh, friend in the movie, but he's kind of a pussy, too, and he won't stand up for Andy, so he's not that good of a friend. Yeah. Uh, he, he was in the movie Junior. And then uh, Michael Shafio uh, plays the Carnival security guard, and he was in L.A. Confidential. Uh, synopsis, eight years after have passed since the events of Child's Play 2 and Andy Barclay, failing to fit in in any of his foster homes, has been placed in a military academy. This, unfortunately, coincides with the revival of the Good Guys line by the Play Pals Incorporated. As the manufacturing begins, some of Charles Lee Ray's blood is mixed with the molten plastic of the dolls, and Chucky is revived once again. Uh, Chucky kills the CEO and tracks down Andy only to be delivered to another child in the Kent military Academy, Ronald Tyler. This somehow resets Chucky's clock to become human. And Andy must uh, help Tyler escape Chucky before he is soul swapped in this one. Yeah. Poor, Poor sanitation workers are killed just for doing their fucking job. Uh, blank rounds get swapped for live ones during a training exercise. And Andy finally gets girlfriend. There comes a time to put away childhood things, but some things just won't stay put. <laughs> uh, body counts another eight, so not bad. Okay. We're, we're consistent, consistent. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Sullivan is strangled to death with a yo-yo, which is appropriate for a movie about a killer doll. Yeah. Uh, the garbage man is crushed to death in a garbage truck. 
good death. I just don't, it, uh, I don't like how it happened to the guy, but whatever it is, what it is. Yeah. Uh, Charles Lee Ray doesn't care who he kills. Uh, Colonel Cochran has a heart attack, which is funny because it fits in with how the, the one uh, semi-pedophilic uh, character from Dolly Dearest died. They both <laughs> died of heart attacks. Uh, Sergeant Botnick has his throat sl- slit with a razor, which is appropriate for him because he's all about giving haircuts. Ugh. And uh, so, I mean, that kind of fits for him. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> cadet Lieutenant Colonel Brett Shelton is shot kind of accidentally by another cadet. Uh, who doesn't realize they're firing uh, live rounds? Uh, Cadet Harold Whitehurst is actually sacrifices himself uh, to be blown up by a grenade, proving that even if he was a pussy, he did have Andy's back in the end. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, Carnival security guard is shot in the head off screen, and then Chucky is chopped to pieces by an OSHA violating fan. That's all from the Dead Meat Wiki, and I gotta give those guys credit. They're pretty. They crack me up whenever they uh, put like those little those descriptors in there because they are right. Uh, OSHA would not allow that fan to be uncovered inside of that like little yeah. uh, HHN style haunted house. Oh my god! Uh, other taglines: Chucky goes ballistic. No. Chucky has a new playmate. Mm, that's not terrible, but. It's actually accurate to the film, too, because remember, Chucky grabs Andy's playmate or, you know, like her playboy in the movie and like kind of, you know, flip, uh, flips through the, the book. And, you know, of course, Ronald Tyler's a new uh, a soul, you know, that he might be able to swap. So there's yeah. that. Uh, quotes, uh, Sullivan, this is Andy Barclay. Eight years ago, he touched off the scandal that nearly crippled this company, claiming his good guy doll Chucky was possessed by Charles Lee Ray, the notorious Lakeshore Strangler. Uh, Chucky, who the fuck are you, Tyler? I thought good guys only said three sentences. Chucky, I'm new and improved. Uh, <laughs> uh Chucky, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Uh, Chucky, one. I got a new... <clears throat> Chucky, I got a new game we can play. It's called Hide the Soul. Trust me, you'll love it. Um, okay, but that's not a new game. You've been playing that since at least the second film. Yeah, but Ronald Tyler doesn't know that, and it's also, again, out of context. It's very creepy. Uh, Colonel Cochran at Kent, we take bedwetters and we turn them into men. So grow up, Barkley. It's time to forget these fantasies of killer dolls. Uh, mm-hmm. He pays for that. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, Andy Barclay, disturbed to find out that Chucky's still alive. No, you're dead. We killed you. And then Chucky, you know what they say. You just can't keep a good guy down. Shut the fuck up. I forgot about that. <laughs> but I'm... T- my my favorite one, Chucky, don't fuck with the Chuck. That's another good one. Yeah, okay. They got way better this film. Uh, Chucky looking at Andy's copy of Playpen, an adult magazine, Andy, how you've grown. Uh, also could be taken out of context yes. in a bad way. Uh, Chucky, I've got some fresh meat lined <gasps> up, and I'm not going to let you spoil it this time. And Andy's like, Tyler, Chucky's like, yeah, just think. Chucky's going to be a bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Chucky, just like the good old days. Nothing like a good strangulation to get the circulation going. Oh, my God. Chucky, Tyler, come out. Come out wherever you are. Ollie, Ollie, Oxenfree, get out here, you little son of a bitch. Wow. (laughs) 
uh, Sergeant Botnick, the Romans invented the military cut. You know why? Andy Barclay uh, says why. Sergeant Botnick, to keep their hair short so their enemies wouldn't grab a hold of it and battle and slit their throat. Foreshadow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chucky watching enviously as Andy shares a passionate kiss with Kristen De Silva. Damn, I got to get out of this body. Yeah, and he <laughs> looks at his body too while he says it. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, visually, this movie is not as good as the first two. It's a little bit drab in a lot of scenes, I think. I it's, think... it's almost got like this gray overcast. Yeah. Like, I mean, it fits with the military academy because it's all drab and, and all that, but like it, it almost, it looks cheaper than the first two movies. It does. And you almost expect more because you're like, okay, well, this is the newer of the films in terms of time wise. And it's like, it doesn't look much newer. No. And, um, Outside of a few uh, specific kills, there's not anything that's as inventive and as visually interesting in this movie as there was in the first two. So I feel like it kind of drops the ball on that a little bit as well. Um, Story-wise, it's not bad. I mean, setting in a military academy keeps the setting of one particular place. You introduce more people. I like the idea of... The idea of Chucky like swapping out the the blank rounds with the live ones is pretty good. I mean that's uh, I mean it's it's scary to think about, but I mean like yeah, it's, it it's something he would do in that situation. Absolutely, I like the setting of being in military school because it also it it shows how troubled Andy was still, because that's usually what happens to displaced foster youth or he grew out of foster. And now he needs somewhere to go. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a good continuation of his story yes. to kind of lead him along the path of, that they were setting up. So I, I don't disagree with that. Um, and, and really, I, some of the characters in the movie are not that bad. I, I do like his interactions with the Silva, Whitehurst, uh, Tyler's not too bad. Uh, and then, some, like, you know, Cochran and, and you know, Botnick, they're, they're interesting, like, foils to the character it's just there it's i don't know it feels it almost feels like a movie like that you would see on tv though it's like they they took the scope and they shrunk it down even though the the scope was just like a house or an apartment in the first movie and a uh, foster home for most of the second movie something about this military academy just felt shrunk down i don't know what it was but like it didn't it it felt less than the the previous ones yeah i i agree um, acting, I, I feel like that's probably why it might, might've felt less. I mean, I like that the, the Lu- Lieutenant Colonel Shelton or whatever, because he's that classic, like yeah. had that little bit of a Southern accent, like barking orders. Uh, Botnick wasn't too bad. I mean, but like a lot of the other act, even like the Silva wasn't the strongest like actress, like yeah. she's okay, but like, and I, Waylon, I don't, I don't know. I would. It's interesting when we get into trivia. I mean, Alex Vincent was fine with coming back for a third movie, but this movie came so close to the previous one that he wasn't age appropriate. Yeah, I would have liked to see what Alex Vincent did in that role instead of Waylon, because I feel like Waylon was okay, but he didn't like. I mean, he would. I feel like Vincent did a better job yeah. than he did. So. Any other thing you have to say about the acting and the the music didn't stand out at all in this movie? No, to me, so music, I again, <clears throat> not nothing to me. Acting, I actually didn't mind Andy and De Silva at all. Um, 
because you got to remember they're still technically kids. They're not kid kids, but these aren't experienced kids. <laughs> they're just because they're in the military academy. It's not, you know. I guess, but here's the thing. You had such a good child actor in Alex Fenson yeah, to see true. somebody who's older who should have stood out as much and doesn't that and because older older actors and actresses even if they are still like kids in theory uh they have they should have better range than a child actor should, should. yeah uh no the kid blows them out of the water by all means you know and um, i think that's what hurt uh, hurts it i will say one thing about the visuals i do like that haunted house at the end of the movie that was yeah. a good like place to set the ending in yeah i mean well yeah <laughs> It's probably what gave this movie a little bit more of a boost in terms of horror, you know? Yeah, so, a little bit. Yeah. This is this is the least liked of, uh, well, outside of maybe Seed, because Seed's very Seed divisive. Seed oh my but God, like, yeah. But this is the least liked for sure of the Child's Play. Like, everybody who talks about the movie is like, yeah, Child's Play 3 is okay. And I mean, I remember as a kid watching it, uh, but I would always be like, man, they can't, even as a kid, I was like, they came out with this after they came out with part two. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, it's just, I mean, it's kind of a letdown. It really is. Yeah. Uh, trivia under pressure from universal screenwriter, Don Mancini was asked to begin writing the fir- third film, even before the second film was released. Hence the picture was released only nine months after child's play two in 1990. Uh, Mancini has called it his least favorite because he felt he was out of ideas so soon after the second installment. Yeah. That's probably why the, the movie feels so small and why it was set in the location it was. Because he, he didn't really, he was just like, I don't know, military yeah. academy, you know. It's also what happens when you rush somebody. <laughs> like, let the shit come organically, you know. Yeah, and I think that's the reason Bride was so well received because he had so many years between those. It was like eight years between those movies. Oh yeah, and like he'd had time. He's like, I know what I'm doing for the next one. Like, yeah, you know, he'd worked on it for so long. Uh, Alex Vincent was willing to replace reprise his role as Andy, but the script called for Andy to be around sixteen, and Alex was only ten. Oh at the yeah, time of the film that wasn't gonna work. <clears throat> Uh, the movie was the center of a tabloid panic in Great Britain with one newspaper, The Sun, even demanding existing copies be burned. Uh, j- journalists claimed that the film had influenced two 10-year-old boys in their murder of a younger child. Uh, two 10-year-old, uh, uh, let's see, uh, of, of a two-year-old, James Bolger, although it was later determined that neither had actually seen the film. So it was wow. one of those things where Satanic they, claimed panic. That, they claimed it was the movie and then the kids hadn't even seen it. So. Yeah. John Ritter was originally supposed to appear as a security guard at the Good Guy uh, doll factory in a sequence where some kids sneak into the factory and discuss the Chucky myth. Ritter would, of course, later appear in Bride of Chucky in a supporting role. Oh, my goodness. I love John Ritter. Uh, He played a good asshole in that movie. Yeah. Um, This was the first film in the series to use computers to aid in Chucky's puppetry in order to perfect the lip syncing. Okay. The box office disappointment of this movie, it made only $20.5 million on a $13 million budget, is the reason there was not another Chucky movie for seven years until Bride came out in 98. Good. Yeah, they, they needed time to go back and give and let Don Mancini, like, recharge and, you know, get back to the well. Yeah. Uh, Andy is okay in this. He's, yeah. Yeah. He, 
that's just all you can say about him. Uh, Chucky's still good, though. He's the highlight yeah. of the movie. Well, of course. But in terms of Andy, like, you would think that this was the same actor that was playing Andy the entire time, and he's just fucking over it, and this actor was not. This was his first <laughs> time. Yeah, this was just a totally different one. Uh, best kill for me was either Chucky at the end of it with a fan chopping him in the pieces. <laughs> I love that one. Or, uh, you know, um, I, I put Mr. Sullivan, but I don't think that, not with a heart attack. The one that um, I think what I meant to say was Botnik because uh, having his throat slit because he was such a creepy guy in the movie. Just seeing yeah. him get killed the way that he was like, you know, talking about to Andy was like, you know, yes. karma. I, I agree with that one. Although I was glad to see Mr. Sullivan die of a heart attack. He deserved it. I mean, he de- deserved more. Yeah, he actually did. I yeah. mean, it was uh, best scream. Nobody screams in this movie because nope, they're all that is a lie. military. That is a lie. I have a best scream for this film. Okay. I've already mentioned it right at the beginning when you're seeing Chucky being rebuilt. That shit is burned into my head when he screams when he comes oh, back to when life. Oh, Chucky screams. Yes. yes. Okay. When the doll gets, you see it getting remade with the blood and everything. And then after his face finally forms into a doll face, all of a sudden the mouth opens and it's like, ah, and it's him. Fucking love it. I was like, he's fucking back. I love it. Fair point. Uh, I, I guess I totally forgot that because slashers don't typically but he does that's a good scream so mm-hmm. yes that's he's totally. back in the body he's not happy about being back in the body uh creepiest quote taken out of context uh andy how you've grown i've got a new game we can play it's called hide the soul trust me you'll love it both of those qualify um <laughs> gross uh best side character for me was that garbage man yeah i mean doing his job i mean you know I give him his credit since the movie clearly didn't. Yes. Uh, Franklin Award goes to Sergeant Botnick because uh, it, it, one more thing about hair and oh my god, I uh, shut uh, up. You know? Quit being a creepy creeper. Ten, fucking Quentin Tarantino uh, in your feet. Uh, I don't. I guess Andy's still the Doom Prophet because Tyler doesn't consider Chucky a threat. So Andy's the only one really telling anybody about it. Yeah, it's still Andy, which is whatever. Um, dumbest moment. I don't know. What do you think? Is there any really dumb moments in this movie? I mean, other than them rebuilding Chucky at the beginning of it, or but that's a whole separate thing. Uh, yeah, who was rebuilding him at the beginning? Uh, the, he just randomly got rebuilt. And, and the funny thing is, they rebuilt him with a, a metal skull this time, so he's even harder to kill. Okay, but they're rebuilding. But, like, that factory looked like it was run down and had fucking spider webs on some of the doll parts. Did I mistake that? Am I? Did I missee something? Uh, no, that's what I was saying in the, the story. It's been eight years since the they've produced okay. a good guy doll. They're restarting the line, so they went back to the oh, original okay. factory. Oh, that, okay, now, okay, it's clicking. Um, Yeah, and I, I guess. I don't think they meant to rebuild Chucky. It just so happened his blood mixed in with the dolls, and one of them got, you know, rebuilt as Chucky. Yeah, and I know that it was a robotic arm that picked up that doll slosh, but, like, one... It's been eight years. How's there still blood in that thing? Fresh blood, too. Not even coagulated. Yeah, it, was, it was very fresh. It's yeah, not it's, oxidized uh, blood. That It doesn't make any sense. So I'm just like, okay, whatever. Two, you, the doll arm ran it right over where they're mixing the doll. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Makes me fucking mad. So I guess dumbest moment is them rebuilding Chucky. Yes. There you go. In general, yeah. Uh, uh, 
definitely if i was going to rank these first three movies it would be two one uh with one being very close to two uh and then three and a distant third because i the third yeah. one's okay i it, i i didn't even contemplate i i mean i almost thought for a second not to even watch it rewatch it for this review and i'm like no i'll give it a you gotta chance. do it yeah yeah but when i did i was like yeah it's okay it's uh, you know, but I had so much fun watching Bride after this. And oh, I, I bet like, you okay. did. Uh, well, I mean, you know, everyone Tiffany loves is. Tiffany. Yeah, Tiffany titties. Even women, even women love Tiffany. Don't, I know. Don't you start that. Oh my god. She is a lesbian by whatever you know icon. So I mean, for a, a lot of people, yeah. Um, uh, for me, it's one, yeah. two, and three. It's I, just I mean, in that order. I can understand if you don't like, I mean, if you want to, because one is a really good movie. It really is. So, I mean, I just, there's, there's elements about part two that I find more fun. So that's why I kind of go with it over the first one. But yeah, they're pretty close. Yeah. Uh, And then of course, Chucky, I'm, you know, it's, he, he's great. Good old Chuckles. Good guy, Chucky. uh leanne to it is there uh you still doing those or how's uh, that going for right you? now we are not i know the hubby's working on getting a uh co-host that is a little more consistent i mean i'm willing to i'm here i'm willing uh I, you know I, I don't even i wouldn't i don't even get mad at him like i don't have the same personality bouncing back that him and his you know other co-host mike did um and mike's not completely out but you know, he's just, I don't know, he's got stuff going on, that's fine. Uh, he does have one or two people that are interested, and I did say that I would probably man the show for them, meaning produce it, help a little bit with on that end to mm-hmm. keep it going. So that's happening. Uh, absolutely fucking not. Uh, our first episode is coming out this Tuesday. Excuse me, first episode in a while. It's a long one. Uh, we apparently had a lot to talk about, and it's about two and a half hours long, so... Oh wow! Yeah, I think it'll they'll definitely be shorter after this. We just didn't want a time limit on our return back. You know, we didn't want to feel pressured or rushed to end it. And I just don't think we'll be spending that long of time. You know, on the next <laughs> upcoming episodes. But basically, it's just like Leanne to it. It's basically any kind of uh, things going on. We're kind of discussing that, giving our input on it. Uh, we discussed the Scooby gang a little bit. Um, you know, we kind of recap on how we got together. We recapped uh, the Supernatural Las Vegas and up and coming trips that we want to take. So, yeah, uh, we're going to try to do weekly. Absolutely not. I don't know if that's going to work out or not, but we'll see how it goes. Even if it's just a few episodes a month, I'm good. One or two, you know? If you do weekly, you're going to have to just do like, small like, yes little episodes that's the only way you can do that exactly so uh hopefully we can keep it interesting enough uh in terms of death holler like i mentioned during the haunted mansion i am still shocked and in awe that we have made it to the american charts on apple <laughs> i would like for it to stay there or maybe go up but uh, yeah know, even even be there the one time is great well i noticed i was able to look at apple charts uh outside of chartable which is who contacts us and lets us know where we are on certain charts and on apple charts we were there did it say death holler no it said a new 
podcast. And it said that for a few podcasts that have made it to the charts that are technically unknown at this time, it just said new podcast. And I was like, motherfuckers, you better throw some respect on our name. <laughs> so get, to, get our name in your mouth. Yes, keep our motherfucking names in your mouth. Uh, we'll find out in like a week or two when Chartable updates us if we've stayed on the charts. Hey, we might come off. We might come back. I don't know how that's going to work, but people are noticing us in America enough to get us on the charts that we're being listened to, that we're in the top 200. And I'm like, okay, well, how many film review shows are there? It is on Apple. Apple does have a list of all of their film review shows, and uh, we're smack in the middle of those. There's a lot of them. So the fact that we made it in top 200, uh, to me... Is impressive and more than what we could ask for, considering the the only money we put into this show is into keep, having an RSS feed. Of course, we shutter. We're looking for, you know, sponsors. But we pay for our shutter because we're good fans. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I caught something on shutter uh, last week. Uh, oh, fuck, what was it? Oh, I'll have to get the name of it. I'll have to let you know afterwards what it was called. It was... Somewhat of a foreign film where these nuns were not nuns, but I guess they're nuns. They're working at a hospital or a convent of some sort with older folks and the power keeps going out. It's like during the uh, back back in it was also on the crown where they kept having power outages because of something coal shortage or. Uh, the, they were doing strikes. I think I, yes. I, I mentioned that movie to you like uh, last season or something. It was a. Uh, uh, it's they're not they're not nuns but like they're they're very similar and yes. and they're and it's one night with this new uh person and she's having to uh go through and like they're and each floor is like yes is, is, go, is out of power and she is seeing things as she's like you know going amongst the floors yeah it's pretty good yeah and I, I did not okay so the entire time i was watching that film i didn't watch it till the end but the entire time i was watching that film I was like, I was on edge. It was the the amount of anticipation and build up, fucking amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. I I I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, um, I'm trying to see if it'll pop up. Uh, no, it's not. But yeah, I, I was I was thoroughly enjoying it, and I was like, it was just it was on live TV at the moment, so Shutter's version of live TV, anyways. So yeah, so Shutter sponsor us. Uh, let's see, do do do, do that. Yeah, that's not it. I, I'll have to look it up because I can't remember what it was called. Um, but oh, it's speaking a good movie. of speaking of nuns, what are you thinking? Okay, the new nun is coming out. And all I've seen is the poster, and I'm already like, nope, I'm good. I actually want to see that because uh, the first nun I thought was okay, but it was I, – I know it's like the most hated of all the ones that came out, and I personally feel that the curse of La Llorona – sorry, I know that, you know, that that's, uh you know, related, but um, I felt like it was the least of the ones in the Conjuring universe uh, with a nun being like probably the next one up from that. Well, yes. that was before uh, the Conjuring Three. The Devil Made Me Do It. I did not like that yeah. at all. But um, but the Nun Two looks like it's it, it's going to be like they they know that the first one 
kind of tanked, so they they're they're doing better about God, it. God, I didn't think it. I mean, I was terrified. So I loved the first one. I'm not. I mean, unofficial review is that I loved it. Uh, I might need to watch it again if I have the balls, and then watch this one coming up to tell you. Okay, what do I? The think? one thing that I really liked about the first one was it was so isolated. Like there there was the yes. just a couple of characters that were stuck in that place, and then the scenes with like the graveyard outside. I really liked all those. I like the graveyard scenes outside. I did like the end with the water. I I, I don't know. I was I was with it. Uh, by the, the way, name of that the name of that movie is The Power. The Power. The yes, I was just gonna tell you. I looked it up. It's called The Power. Uh, yeah. Um. That I think the power is very, it's just very intriguing. It's it's very atmospheric. Yes, it, it really does a good job with that. Yeah. So and um, I don't know. I I loved it. it. Had me. I was like, what am I gonna see? And not once did I see anything, and I was still terrified. So <clears throat> there there are a couple scenes where they show some stuff. Okay. Like, I mean, it's it, but it's it's in the background. They don't. They do a good job of like knowing. Like the one thing that I really liked is they. Um, <clears throat> it's implied stuff. Like there's one scene in the movie where she sees like a face and like a and uh, like behind frosted glass or something. Oh, like Oh yeah. I mean, you know, I they, saw they do that. little things like that. You know. Yeah. But it's it's really good for what it is. Yes. Um. As far as the next episode. Uh, we have talked about breaking up Chucky. Uh, well, child's playing in the Chucky movies mm-hmm. and like doing a little interstitial in between uh, for the summer because we're in hot as balls part of summer right now. Yeah. Uh, well, here is what I'm proposing that we do for the next episode because we mentioned this. High tension. Yes. Ready or not. Uh, uh, and then yes. The Attack of the Bees, which I would like for you to watch. Sleepaway Camp. Okay. Because you need to see that final end of Sleepaway Camp because okay. it is iconic. Okay. And, yeah, you've been you've been pushing me to watch that one for a minute. So, wait, I have high tension and wrong turn during August. Is that what we're – oh, yeah, I guess we're heading in there, huh? Yeah, well, uh, there's that. And wrong turn, remember, has like 15 million movies, so we decided uh, Ready or Not was a better – like we wouldn't have to spend all that time trying to, you know, keep up with that one. Yeah. Because Wrong Turn also has, like, weird hill, uh, hillbilly mutants. Yes. And I don't know. That's its own little subgenre, technically. Yeah. But whatever. It's, it's fucking wild. So, yeah. So, High Tension and then Ready or Not. Mm-hmm. And Re- then Sleepaway Camp. Because in September, I have Ready or Not and Hatchet. I think Ready or Not's better. Because remember, you said it was... Uh, uh, you said, I think you specifically said it was wedding season. September is wedding season. So are we keeping? Oh, September is. Okay. Yeah. Well, so shall we change August to high tension and uh, sleepaway camp? Well, I mean, sleepaway camp's like still, well, I mean, I guess it could be its own movie. It's, it's, it's on the, it's really a, a B movie though, like big time. Reverend, so, there I is, mean, there is so many slashers. I'm sure during August when we do high tension, I'm pretty sure we can do another slasher film. There's got to be another slasher film in August we can film with high tension. Oh, there's a ton of them. Um, uh, well, we could do, I don't know which of the two of these is, I mean, this is inside baseball and we'll wrap it up here in a second, but. There's Madman, uh, which is kind of like a knockoff of, um, you know, uh, 
uh, Friday the 13th. Uh-huh. There's, uh, um, what is it? Uh, I'm, I'm blanking the name of it. There's one about uh, Cropsy uh, that's like, that, that was, uh, that actually came out around the same time as the original Friday the 13th. And it was the movie that, uh, uh, Tom Savini actually left Friday the 13th part two and refused to do that movie to do this one instead. That one is, uh, is pretty highly regarded. It's like a summer, you know, slasher movie. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's in a camp setting and there's sleepaway camp. So, I mean, we could, you know, I mean, there's several that we could do with high tension. Yeah. I'm trying to see what we haven't. We're going to have to really look into. God, I loved happy death day. The I had that ring. The, the burning is the name of the movie I was trying to think of. Yeah, from nineteen eighty one. Hmm. When are we supposed? It's not to- too. It's not too bad. It has a young uh, George Costanza in it. Uh, Jason, whatever his name is, that played George Costanza from Seinfeld. Like it's a very young version of him, like in that movie and some others, and kind of a summer camp, like Friday the Thirteenth. It was one of those you know rip off movies, but. Very well done because Savini's effects. When are we supposed to do X? Weren't we supposed to do X and Pearl? Uh, we talked about it, yeah. Shall we just squeeze that in during August? Yeah, I mean, they're high summer, uh, I mean, they're set during the summer, technically, I guess. So yeah. that would work. I think in, in August we should do High Tension and, and um, X and Pearl. And then where did you want to fit in um, the, the B film? Uh, what sleepaway camp? Yes. I mean, I was thinking that we do it in August because I mean, when we get to the Friday the Thirteenth in uh, October, I mean, I could put the burning with the Friday the Thirteenth technically, but I mean, it's uh, there's so many movies that we've left to discuss in that that I don't even know if we have time for an Attack of the Bees. So. Okay, so I so I've updated August to High Tension, X and Pearl, and Sleepaway Camp. Okay. Because that's going to be one of the B films we do. And then September right now I have Ready or Not and Hatchet. All right. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. So can I? Oh, yeah. There it goes. Updated. So, yeah, that's that's what the plan will be. All right. Cool. Yeah. Because I knew Ready or Not was coming up here shortly. Yeah, so. I'm excited for that one. Uh, and in high tension, I'm not watching a while. I, I like to twist in that movie pretty well. I've only seen it one time, and I remember the twist fucked me up. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. With that, peace be with you. And with your spirit.